Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone. Welcome to another episode of an Abwan short. This is Ikran here with you today along with Istahil. <laughs> so guys, we just finished our second annual Ramadan book club. We're calling it annual now because it's been two years and we get to do that. Um, so alhamdulillah, we finished our mm-hmm. second book club. The first one started in the last pandemic. Last pandemic, we're still in the pandemic, but you know. <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic and shockingly we're still in it and we finished our second book club and this year we've read the stories of the prophet uh so last year ikran we read the sealed nectar rahiq al-maktoum i think is the other yes, name for in it. arabic it's called rahiq al-maktoum uh, and so this year we decided to expand on that and read the prophet stories like all the prophet stories and we took that undertaking and we accomplished it alhamdulillah and we came out on the other side really proud of ourselves <laughs> To be honest, I don't know if I would have read this book on my own. So it was nice to like be held accountable by our weekly uh, book club sessions. But shout out to Samira. So the f- like the way we picked this book was literally because uh, someone we followed named Samira, um, who was also part of the book club, was t- posting about how she was going to read this book. And at the time, we were doing our poll for what book we we're going to read. And we added it. And then everyone wanted to read it. So it was an easy pick. But I'm so glad we picked it because it was just, it perfectly matched the fact that we did like the Seerah of the Prophet Muhammad last year. And then now we're reading about the other prophets. So it was such a great experience. Um, I mean, minus the stress of Organizing. running the sessions and, you know, kind of, organizing it having to run it having to facilitate the conversation you know um not being able to ditch <laughs> you know how funny it's like a what is it called a double-edged sword one it held us accountable mm-hmm. to read the book so yay but two there was no sleeping for us you had to read it <laughs> too accountable <laughs> it was too accountable like we couldn't just be like hey like i don't want to go this week or i didn't finish reading this week like i was reading honestly every week i was reading the night before um, or the morning of and it was just, you know, there was really no escaping it, which again, like you said, double-edged sword, because it was great because, you know, it forced us to read. But the stress that came with it, um, the stress that came with having to facilitate, and this is like not something that's um, forced, you know, like when you're in school and like for work, mm-hmm. you kind of are getting paid to do things or like for school, you have to do things. This is something we voluntarily <laughs> took on to facilitate a book club. <laughs> so it's like, we can't even... Yeah, you can't ditch, but I'm glad of it. I'm glad that we did it because I just realized yeah. that there is no way, like you guys, I'm going to be 100% honest, there's no way I'm going to pick up stories of the prophet and like sit down and read it, you know, cover to cover. It's not happening. I'll probably pick a prophet I want to read and then just read that and then not be like not even being able to discuss it with someone because you're reading by yourself. So I'm happy that we put ourselves in that situation. Yeah, it was stressful, but it was totally worth the discussions and it was totally worth saying I read stories of the prophet cover to cover, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean and this kind of book, like I feel like we were I was reading stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was so glad I had the book club because like where else I'm gonna discuss this random fun fact. <laughs> that I just read in the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't just go around my house telling around it. But, like, the fact that we had the book club to be like, oh, my gosh, like, this part stood out. And, like, reflecting on different parts that stood out to us was, like, was really, like, like you said, like, I really enjoyed it, even though it was stressful. Like, I always, like, 
every session ended and i was like oh my gosh that was so wholesome and that was so nice mm-hmm. and like you know after the initial um hump of trying to get everyone to talk we always reached that point where like everyone's giving their feedback <laughs> and everyone's giving their reflections and it was just like so wholesome and wallahi i'm glad we did it and inshallah we'll be back next year to do it again and i mean i'm excited to see what book we read next year truly i feel like as much as you complain about all the work that goes into it it's just i feel like every time i finish the book club i'm like wow that was time well spent you know like wow i put in that time that one hour a week plus the hours you're reading was totally worth it because what else would i be doing that time other than wasting my time doing something else you know yeah it's truly truly wholesome like while we're reflecting we also had a couple of our book club members also reflect so we're really excited for you guys to all hear uh, some of their answers to some questions that we asked them but Istahid what was your favorite part of the book before we get into that oh my god you know what's crazy (laughs) if you asked me that question I would have Mm -hmm. to go through every week right but for me like now that I finished the book and like it had time to marinate because Ramadan's been a minute now uh and I had time to marinate Mm -hmm. is one story that keeps coming into my mind not one story but one particular prophet and i find it insane because you always i always thought that you know the prophets that i loved going in would be the prophets i would come out loving you know even more or knowing more about but it was actually the prophet yahya mm-hmm. alayhi salam and it's insane because in the book he literally has just two pages but then those two pages every time i think about him i just get like oh my god you know wholesome if wholesome was a prophet that yeah. would be prophet yahya like every time i yeah. hear about how like his story i'm literally out here just the other day I'm gonna like this is so funny but the other day I was going to the washroom right and then there was a bug on the floor and I had this you know instinct to just smash it I'm like why is this bug on the floor like I yeah. literally wanted to step on it and then I remembered Prophet Yahya and like how he was so merciful towards animals and I'm like okay I'm gonna let you go <laughs> it was really, I came to my <laughs> sister I'm like oh my god it's over you know it was so funny him and Prophet Suleiman as well right so yeah. to me, like now that I had time to sit I have like new prophets that I truly love. Obviously, our favorite, I mean, Musa, Isa, uh, and the prophets that we already loved, we learn a lot about them too. There's like yeah. um, certain parts where I'm like, wait, I never knew this, but truly love Prophet Yahya right now. <laughs> yeah. That was really cute. I mean, and the fact that like he wasn't like other kids. <laughs> no, like, definitely no. Wow. Especially with the capital, capital S. Oh my God. Wallahi. Oh my gosh, for me, like, I think, again, like, there were just so many, like, every story that we read was like, wow, this, you know, stands out. I mean, Prophet Ayub, Mm -hmm. like, his story was, you know, we always hear about his patience, you know, patience of Prophet Ayub, but it's always like, wow. Something that, again, that I took away that was like an overarching concept was just like the fact that, and this is something we discussed in the book club, like, week after week was, Mm -hmm. like, the prophets all came with the same message, and the people all did the same things, like, you know, not believing Allah, like, the... It's the prophets always came with the same message, and the people always did the same thing: disbelieve, ask for evidence, ask for proof, ask for miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, they always wanted to believe what their uh, forefathers believed without really like they didn't really care. So it was just interesting to kind of read that and just kind of take in how repetitive it was and how you know the same fate happened to like a lot of them where they would get destroyed. But I think like the main I think message that I took away from it was in. Um, prophet musa musa story when like it's in the quran as well but like just kind of reading it in the book about there's this one verse when musa goes to, uh, was going to pharaoh and it said to him like mm-hmm. and it's uh, like you know speak to him gently i.e be humble and tell him you have a lord and so that part made me think that like you know allah is telling musa to go to this tyrant who you know is claiming to be god 
and speak to him gently. And it just made me reflect on the fact that, like, we don't, like, when, like, Muslims are doing da'wah to each other or, like, trying to, you know, give advice to each other, it's never gently and it's never in a humble way. It's always, like, really harsh and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And Musa Adesan was told to go to a tyrant who literally claimed to be God and speak to him gently. And so that's something that, like, I was reflecting on, I guess, reflecting on, like, how I communicate with people, especially when I'm trying to get a message across and just how, you know, like, on social media, like, when people are trying to communicate Islam, <laughs> how they do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy that, like, the Prophet is told to speak to a kafir with, like, Not just a regular... We're talking but... about Fir'aun here. <laughs> That's, like, special case. Yeah, this is, like, a man who used to kill children because he, like, you know what I mean? Because of a prophecy, yeah. Yeah, because he was scared of the prophecy. So it's just, like, you know, it makes you reflect. So there are a lot of things that you just reflect on in the book mm-hmm. and like you know Yunusai said when he was in the belly of the whale like him praying and how the angels recognized it was him because he was someone who used to supplicate mm-hmm. when he you know when he was fine so they recognized his voice so I think it was just like getting like small stories from each of the stories and just recognizing that like if you like it re- I really understood that I think there's a verse um like uh we have the stories of the prophet so that we may learn from yes. them right um like we've been narrated these stories I was literally gonna say that right and it's like I reading this it's like I finally un- like reading it, I finally understood that it's like w- there's no way you go in life that none of these prophets experienced something you experience like if you're experiencing any hardship someone like one of the prophets experienced it if there's literally a story there for you like there's no way you're going to go through the quran and the stories of the prophets and not find yourself reflected in one of these noble men and it was just incredible to kind of see each of them and how they dealt with uh, like their situations and it's like the fact that the quran is timeless and their stories are timeless and that we could use whatever they did and apply it to our lives is just a miracle also, like, I realized I did not know that much about Isa alayhi salam's story, even though I've went to a hundred lectures, I've listened to it a billion times, but there's just so much more to his story, to the people that he was sent to, that we tend to just, you know, like, go over because he was a miracle in and of himself. I mean, people only focus on the fact that, you know, Maryam was his mom and, like, he walked on water and he did this kind of stuff. But then when you realize, like, the way he treated people, how um, they were poor and hungry and how he was against, you know, materialism and all that stuff. But I also really loved how by the end of his page, like, in the mm-hmm. book, in the stories of the Prophet, the last line is, which is the message of literally all the prophets, you know? So I feel like one other thing that you take away from this book is being you know happy in being muslim and believing in the oneness of god because that's what all the prophets preached and you see the you know how true that message is especially when you're reading about the people that they were sent to reading about their character reading about their lives and like yeah there it just reinforces your belief in islam and obviously it's a pillar of islam right to be, believe in the messengers but when you read about yeah. them you believe in them more yeah that's basically it. like i think it was just very much a wake-up call subhanallah like i think now that we've read it we have something we can always reference and go back to i I love that it had like verses from the quran and i think reading the book and kind of seeing the verses there and seeing their translations it really inspired me to like go read more of the quran and the translation because like these are verses that i've been reading for like you know Mm -hmm. 
almost forever, right? Our verses that we've memorized, verses, and then it's like, oh, wow, like this is what this meant or this is like who the story is about. So like just being able to kind of read the book and see the Quran in the translation was like reading mm-hmm. like Surah Nuh, like the entire thing about his story and also like just reading about his story. And it's just, yeah, I think like the whole thing, I'm so glad we did it. I'm so glad we chose this book. I'm so glad like everyone came through every week to like have meaningful discussions with us. Yeah, I loved everyone. I know. Thank you everyone who joined. <laughs> I know. I know. It was so nice. I, Wallahi, I appreciate all of you guys who joined. I appreciate all of you guys who had your cameras on, first of all. <laughs> first of all, those of you with your cameras on. Those of you who like, you know, unmuted yourselves to participate. Like, honestly, I think that was everyone at some point, but... I don't think you guys understand how much it meant. It meant a lot, um, especially because I was literally stressed every time. Wallahi, jazakallah khairan for like literally holding us accountable and coming. May Allah reward everyone who came and everyone who invited someone else to join. And, you know, may Allah reward Samira, whose book recommendation it was uh, that she didn't intend to do, but happened anyway because she posted it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Now on to what our book club members had to say. So we sent them a few questions that we wanted them to answer for the purposes of this podcast, and they're kind enough to answer them. And so here are some of the questions that we asked them along with their answers. So the first question we asked them was, what did you think about the book club? If you enjoyed it, what did you enjoy about it? This was actually my uh, very first book club. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the people were amazing. Everybody was very welcoming. I think the hosts did a great job. I know hosting something can be difficult, a little bit nerve-wracking, getting everything together, a bit tedious sometimes. So shout out to the hosts. What I enjoyed most was that although we all had like the same readings for the week and we were reading the same stories about the prophets, everybody's interpretation of a story could be different. So my view of how... The story of Ayub unfolds could be different from somebody else's, and hearing the different takes was was a, was very refreshing. I truly loved this book club. It was such a great place to come to every week. I could leave behind the stresses of the week and engage in thoughtful conversations with my fellow Muslims. I especially loved how welcoming everyone was. It didn't matter if this was your first time reading about the stories of the prophets, or if you are an expert on the topic. Everyone respected your thoughts and talking points. I'm really glad I was able to join this year. It was just like really nice to kind of have this book club like every week in order to create like a sense of community and kind of bring folks together from all around the world and for us to kind of learn from each other and things along those lines. And, you know, it was really great because it was like super accessible. The information was given to us like way in advance. They made it super interesting, super fun, low stress and just made it a really welcoming environment. Even if like you forgot to read that week or maybe you didn't finish everything it was just like really welcoming and and i just like got to learn from some super incredible people so i loved that so the second question we asked was what was your favorite story my favorite story was definitely prophet Dawood story to me his bravery in the fight against goliath was unparalleled to stand up as a youth while the other men refused to fight against goliath was just mind-boggling to me like i I couldn't have had that type of bravery. And with the belief in Allah and just a slingshot, he was able to do what other armies could not. It showed me that putting your faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can take down 
all the obstacles in your life that you thought were nearly impossible before. It really is just a warming story to bring back the Iman in your life, just to show you how powerful like your faith in Allah really is. I guess one of my all-time favorite stories that I always enjoy listening to and rereading and deriving lessons from has to be Prophet Yusuf a.s. And granted, his whole life is, is a story, but specifically the last part where he's the king of Egypt and his brothers, the ones who've betrayed him, the ones who tried to kill him, the one who's abandoned him, they basically come back and they ask him for provision year after year after year. And they don't know that he is now the king. They thought he was long dead or long gone. And Yusuf having the upper hand chose to show mercy upon them year after year and grant them food. And the fact that he simply harbored no resentment towards them, no grudges towards them after they caused him, by extension, to go to prison. And so much difficulties and trials in his life. And the fact that he can look at them and say, no retribution upon you today. I'm okay with what happened. Let bygones be bygone. I think it's a beautiful lesson that I try to instill in my everyday life. I just love it so much. It's the epitome of just forgiving people for the sake of Allah. And if I can derive anything from his story, it has to be that. And by extension, the fact that you can treat people that are closest to you that do the most outrageous egregious things against you with humility and and calmness and love i mean that's that's what i try to strive for every day and i think it's just so beautiful so my favorite story was definitely um two it was tied it was between prophet Suleiman and prophet yahya's stories and i think the reason why i really love their stories is because of like uh how prominent animals are in their stories how merciful prophet yahya was towards every creature that passed by him to the point where he couldn't bear even eating them and shared their, his food with wild animals as well, as well as Prophet Suleiman and how he could communicate. And he had so many different miracles that were given to him, Ibnillah. And so I thought those two stories were amazing. And I also really loved um, the lesser known prophets that I have never read about that are actually mentioned in the Quran, but like I didn't connect them to being like prophets such as Uzair and his story and as well as like daniel and his story the the very lesser known and how they actually all played a role and how there were so many different prophets between the other prophets that are very so prominent in the quran and our stories like prophet musa and isa السلام, prophet muhammad السلام, how there's like so many different prophets that were in between them uh, especially musa and isa السلام, uh, such as Uzair and all of them. So that's what I really loved about this uh, book club, that I was introduced to different prophets and their stories. Next question. What is one lesson you will take with you? Leadership is no joke. It is, and it can be filled with many tests and trials as we see in the lives of the prophets, most, if not all of them, have gone through extreme tests. And it is because of the wisdom and the knowledge the guidance really that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon them that they were able to pass these tests and these trials. And so what I take from that is that, you know, not all of us should 
you know, pursue leadership positions. And it's not something that we should necessarily pursue. Rather, it is something that should be bestowed upon us and should be granted to the one who is best fit. In a world with, in many cases, an absence of good leadership, hopefully it's a lesson that we can embody once again and live in a society where we have leaders who will act morally, will act just, and would act in accordance with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His plan. To me, one thing or like one lesson that I took from the seerah or the stories of the prophets was their bravery and dedication to the deen. They were extremely unapologetic with their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, the way they upheld their deen whenever they could. They never lost hope and always knew that Allah was always on their side and always with them. I hope that inshallah I can have even just a teensy bit, like just a fraction of their dedication and bravery because I feel that is just the type of mental space that you need to keep yourself in to keep your iman strong and to ensure that you live um, a life following the deen correctly. One lesson that I learned throughout this whole experience was probably um, the lesson of patience. Sometimes you might think that we have patience and we get to a breaking point and we're like, all right, this is it. There's always like others out there that are going through a lot more, that are struggling a lot more. And taking that into account, you can always persevere more and have that much more patience or strength in order to help you move forward with whatever it is that you're doing, actually. Probably one of the biggest lessons that I took away from this was the concept around um, how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for us. Um, and the fact that we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is self-sufficient, but we need um, Him in order to like survive in every facet of our lives and like you we saw in so many of the different stories that we were reading of the various messengers and prophets the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would try and show people over and over again like the truth through whether it be like the messengers the prophets like whether it be through like miracles uh or things that um like messengers could like do or things along those lines and all through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah literally wants good for us always wants us to um you know come back to him so I think that that was probably the biggest thing just about like willful ignorance and you know folks will always try and like find excuses or make excuses but Allah will always want good for us and will show us time and time again how um like he wants good for us so just the importance of always turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remembering Allah's mercy and just um the how much Allah loves us and you know we should like really try and strive to be closer so yeah one lesson i would take away with me from the stories we read is to remember allah is to remember allah Azzawajal during times during good times so that allah Azzawajal remembers you during the bad times as per the hadith of the prophet because if it wasn't for yunus being a good slave of allah Azzawajal, he wouldn't have been released from the belly of the whale as was mentioned in the uh, in his story. Question four was, please describe one part of the book that really stood out to you. So two parts of uh, this book really stood out for me, two different scenes. The first one was how um, Iblis 
um, used to touch uh, the unformed clay that would be Adam alayhi salam and how he would whisper and just walk past him in in Jannah. So that was like really creepy. <laughs> For 40 years, he would just um, whisper to him and like touch him and like God knows what. <laughs> so that was a very interesting scene that um, you read about as well as um, how the relationship between Haman, um, the the advisor, the senior advisor to Fir'aun in uh, Prophet Musa's story, how um, in the Quran, how they're mentioned uh, frequently together. They're mentioned four times, I think so, Fir'aun and Haman together, and how um, he was given the blame because of how he would follow, like he knew everything about Fir'aun and how he wasn't God, but he would always enable him i guess you can say so um i found that like very interesting how haman and pharaoh's names were were mentioned quite frequently in the quran and it wasn't that he was pharaoh it was just that he was an enabler and he was like a confidant and so he shared a significant amount of the blame in that story so i, I was just like uh, it showed me how like you know birds of a feather flock together i guess you can say and how what you, what you are is what your friends are and to beware and correct um any wrongdoing you see even if it's someone that is close to you as um haman was to frown so those were the two that stood out to me prophet yahya and prophet isa together um they lived at the same time so they were both walking together and Prophet Isa goes to and he says to Prophet Yahya and he's like he's like, you know, make dua for me and like ask Allah to forgive me. And then Prophet Yahya replies to him and he says, No, you're better than me. Like you make dua for me and ask Allah to forgive me. So Prophet Isa responds and he says, You are better than me because I called peace upon myself. But in your case, Allah sent his peace upon you. And in this case, he is referencing, Prophet Isa is referencing, like uh, when he was speaking as an infant, um, there's a part in the Quran where he says, you know, peace is on me the day I was born, the day I will die, and the day I am raised alive. So, and in the Quran, we also see how Allah sent his praises on Prophet Yahya before he was even born. So he's like, you are of higher status than me because of that. So it was really like, I got goosebumps just listening to that. The scene that stood up the most to me in this book uh, is a scene that many of us are probably familiar with, and that is the famous battle between David and Goliath, otherwise known as Dawood, and Jalut. And this scene in particular stands out to me because growing up as a child, you have this idea that you know these two individuals, there's very much a contrast in in power. There's a, there's a ma- major power imbalance, but you know the details I wasn't too familiar with. And one of the details that really struck me is the resolve and the courage of the believers um, that ended up being face-to-face with Jalut, with Goliath. And in the Quran, it captures what they said. And Allah says, But those believers who were certain they would meet Allah reasoned and said, How many times has a small force vanquished a mighty army by the will of Allah? And Allah is always with the steadfast. And 
like in today's world, you know, we have many challenges. Right? Some of us, some of them, we think are too big to conquer. But if we have taqwa, if we have reliance in Allah, and if we are convinced in the power of du'a and the power of calling on to, to Allah, then we will be victorious. And the second point is that this all happened, and Dawud salam, you know, of course, defeated Goliath, defeated Jalut, prior to him being a prophet. So many of us, when we hear these incredible lessons and stories, and these incredible examples of overcoming tests, we think to ourselves, well, these were prophets. But in many cases, and like the case of Dawood, he was not even a prophet yet. This was a young man who stepped up to the plate when his people needed him most and had that conviction that with Allah's help, he could defeat Goliath, he could defeat Jalut. And that is beautiful. That just shows us that in all these prophets, there's so much that we can learn from and that we can take from. And these aren't far-fetched lessons. These are lessons that we can embody and we can learn from and implement in our own lives. What is something you learned or relearned that you will take with you? Something I learned that I'll take with me after reading this book is definitely that, that the people who are most loved to Allah in this case, the prophets are one of the most loved to Allah and that he tests them and they were tested in the most like unimaginable ways. And these are the people who are closest to Allah and they were tested the most. So my lesson definitely that I'll take from it is having faith in Allah. Each of these prophets, there's one thing that they always kept, and you can see it's having trust in Allah, tawakkul. So that's what I plan on taking in that. Although things might not be going the way I want to right now, Allah is definitely the best of planners, and uh, inshallah, things will work out. If not in this life, definitely in the next. Something that I learned and something that really stood out to me um, going through some of the stories of the prophets and book obsessions is that these stories really humanize the prophets and their families, right? So growing up, uh, our interactions with the stories of prophets, we very much only interacted and heard about, you know, great examples of heroism and the tests that the prophets had gone through, the extreme tests, you know, whether it's Yunus in the belly of a whale, or Musa going against up against Pharaoh, or Ibrahim being thrown into the fire, right? But kind of the details are some of the extra things that are often left out are things like the prophets dealing with family members who were jealous or who were very envious or dealing with betrayal, right? Dealing and grappling with people in their vicinity grappling with real human emotions and it kind of removes that cloak or that barrier between us and really seeing ourselves in the prophets and in their family members uh, and in their lives really and in that barrier being removed can we really see the relevance of these lessons and these stories the lessons within the lessons this the uh, details in their stories in their lives that often don't get taught but that are very important for our 
spiritual growth in our connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these prophets were, were human at the end of the day, and Allah did not send angels, He sent He sent prophets that looked like us, that spoke like us, so that we can learn from them and we can see them as examples and the role models that they are. And hopefully we can strive to be like them. Something that I learned or relearned actually that I'm gonna take with me is um it's not something that I'm gonna to apply to my everyday life, but it's just more of an interesting little tidbit I'd say, is seeing how Allah bestows upon some of the prophets, how he bestows upon them abilities. And it's pretty cool to read about these abilities. Like I think it was Prophet Suleiman who could talk to the animals and he got control over the wind. And then there was other prophets and other little iterations around like that. And it was just interesting to see how even with even with all these abilities, there would still be people that would be like, oh no, I don't believe. And they'll be needing more to believe. And if you were to see something like that in this day and age, you know, it, it's 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 interesting. Thank you to Abdullahi, Aisha, Fatah, Hirab, Juwadia, Maryan, Muhammad, and Omar for not only being part of the book club, but also graciously sending us the audio clips for this episode. We really appreciate your amazing answers. Mm -hmm. And thank you everyone for joining our book club for this year. And everyone who hasn't joined our book club for this year, we'll be looking forward to seeing you guys next year, inshallah, when we do our third annual book club. And if you'd like to join the conversation or just find out when the next book club is starting, mm -hmm. inshallah, may Allah allow us to reach next yeah. Ramadan, make sure you follow us on our Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. You can email us at abwanchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us questions anonymously, you can send it to us at on Curious Cat at Abwan Podcast. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, follow us on Spotify, and see you next time. Assalamu alaikum, guys.